Hi everyone, Adam here again, back with another episode of what I have tentatively titled Adam in Audio. Um, it's been, I'm pretty sure it's been exactly a month since my last episode. Uh, a lot has happened since then. I've been a busy little beaver, busy little bee, whichever the correct expression is. And um, it felt like an appropriate time, given Arsenal have actually been playing quite well in the last two games. It felt better to come back after that, rather than the uh, Barte debacle. And um, looking ahead to the big North London derby this weekend, which has become even bigger in the context of Tottenham's difficult form as of late. Uh, it gives Arsenal the chance to move within just a point of Tottenham, having been pretty much disconnected looking out of the, or maybe not looking out of the top four race, but certainly looking like it was an uphill battle. Um, it's it's a huge game, obviously. I think it's the middle of the day, kick off 12.30 on Saturday. Uh, so yeah, I'll do a little bit of a preview of that, but first, I'm going to have a little bit of a little bit of a talk over the Arsenal Bournemouth win, which was really really important, really important to continue building the momentum. Uh, headline news: Özil starts, shock horror. Uh, although if you think about it, perhaps not really as shock and horror-y as it might appear. He does tend to start the easier home games. Um, and no offence to Bournemouth, but they do like to play attractive open football, so that means they often leave a lot of space at the back. Uh, they were without um, one of their key centre-backs, so Mepham and Ake partnered each other in defence, and that doesn't look like a particularly solid pairing as of yet, but I suppose the top line, Ozil was excellent, uh, and sort of not just in how you typically think of Ozil being good, the fancy tricks and flicks, although he did plenty of those. Uh, he looked like he wanted it more. He put in some hard yards, um, tracked back more often than not, playing out on the sort of inverted forward roll out on the left. Uh, but, I mean, his goal was exceptional. But he, he has this technique he does, which I don't think I've ever seen any other footballer do, where he chops it into the ground almost in one swift move when the ball's just on the floor. Uh, and it dinks over the goalkeeper. I know he's done it. He's done it. I think he did it last season for Arsenal against Huddersfield, and he's done it in the World Cup for Germany back in 2010 as well. Uh, and yeah, it was exceptional when he set up Mkhitaryan as well for a very very simple finish for him, uh, who who actually was also very good. Uh, some credit I will give to Mkhitaryan because he's really transformed the side since he came back, um, and not just from his individual performances, which have been really, really good, uh, but from a system perspective as well. He's he's a much more natural presence on that right flank. Previously, we've either seen Aubameyang play out there, who is a very, very gifted central striker, but I don't think he suits Arsenal's and Unai Emery's style out on the wing. Uh, so it was either Aubameyang or Iwobi, who's more natural, on the left. So Mkhitaryan returning has been really, really important. He, like Ozil, but in perhaps more of an industrious way and less of a creative way, uh, he has a real incisive ability to play between those half spaces. 
find gaps in between the midfield and the defence, uh, make overlapping runs, link with the fullbacks. Uh, so yeah, that's that's all really really crucial to our build up play. And I have been critical of him at times this season, and I think kind of justifiably, it's weird. He's having a very odd season. I think he's got six goals and four assists, which is uh, equal with David Silva. I think it's more than Deli Ali. Uh, players like Zaha, Jesse Lingard, and I think he's all played either the same or less matches than those players. Um, but he's even amongst Arsenal fans, and I think the wider footballing public, he's not got on the credit that those returns would indicate he merits. I don't think his performances have always been up to those statistical um, returns. Saying the word returns a lot. Um, so, yeah, basically, I think his stats are very, very impressive and he deserves credit for that because Arsenal certainly need players who produce. Um, but I think I still feel, as a whole, his season perhaps hasn't been as good as it could have been. But that's taken nothing away from his very, very impressive performance against Bournemouth. Um, Going back to notable starters, how about Carl Jenkinson? I think it's his first Premier League start since 2016, which, I mean, Carl, with the best will in the world, Jenkinson is never going to set the world alight. I think I described him on Twitter as a footballing Labrador. I, I just love him so much. He's got boundless energy, enthusiasm. Uh, he always celebrates with more passion than I have ever seen any Arsenal player celebrate in the recent uh, past. And the, what I like particularly is he always makes sure to stay behind after the game, win or loss, even if he hasn't played, even if he's only come on for a couple of minutes, he stays behind and he'll applaud the fans because he is a fan. He, to a certain extent, knows how we feel, especially knows how we feel sat uh, freezing our butts off watching Arsenal because he's done a fair amount of that in his time at the club. <clears throat> uh, so Aubameyang started as I kind of assumed he would. It seems like he's now the midweek striker in this busy run of fixtures. Um, and it was crucial for him to get a goal after a little bit of a dry patch, especially by his standards. He's such a prolific marksman in front of goal. Uh, and he was caught side a couple of times. Uh, and I think for Koscielny's goal, he was also right there. So maybe the ball falls his way and he would be celebrating a hat-trick possibly. Because he's he's that kind of player now. He's got that goal, which is it's a monkey off the back, I suppose, despite the fact he's still challenging for the golden boot. I think he's on 16 or 18 goals for the season. I could look it up, but I mean, uh, where's the fun in that? Why not be wrong? Better to be off the cuff and wrong than nerdy and do some research, that's what I say. Anyway, keep getting distracted. He was He's a very limited build-up player, so he's always going to be measured against his capacity and ability to produce goals. So when he's going through a dry spell like that, it does call into question why is he in the team over someone like Lacazette who may not offer the same goal return, but offers many, many more attributes in in the build-up play. He's a, he's much more of a build-up player. He's much more comfortable with his back to goal. 
So I'm really, really happy he scored. It will be crucial ahead of Arsenal's Europa League run as well, as Lacazette will be suspended for that. Uh, moving on, I thought we did still allow them to create chances. And after a bit of a shaky start, I think Eddie Howe changed the formation a little bit. This is certainly what it looked like to me and uh, Eddie uh, Anyhow, Burton Leno had to make an amazing save from Ryan Fraser and Koscielny slid in to block a rebound shot, which uh, I think at the time it was only 1-0. That would have really changed the momentum of the game. Arsenal can be a bit fragile still at times, despite all the good work Emery has done. Arsenal can still be a little bit fragile. So Leno saved their strong left palm making sure he didn't go back out to the plate, had the shot, was really, really impressive. And I've been really impressed with him in the last couple of games. Uh, he did the same thing against Southampton. He's made crucial saves at crucial times in games where if a goal goes in, you can see Arsenal's head perhaps start to drop. And the scoreline in both those matches ended up being very comfortable and Arsenal deservedly ran out safe winners in both games but he his contribution to those matches shouldn't just be overlooked because because of the good nature of the attacking display I suppose Shelney also very very good it's amazing and sort of worrying how reliant we are on him because he's not getting any younger his Achilles certainly can't be in the same shape it has been in the past so I just hope we can keep him fit. So glad. It looked like at one point he might have suffered an injury. He got stepped on completely accidentally on his calf muscle, but uh, he was fine, thankfully. So he will be available for the North London Derby the weekend, and that is absolutely vital. But we did get a uh, goal back. Uh, Guendouzi sort of loitering on the ball, which was... It was quite disappointing, but at the same time, at his age, with his inexperience, I think mistakes like that, you sort of have to accept them. He's, he's so clearly such a talented player, uh, not just in the way that he brings the ball out. He's, but actually, I was surprised watching him much more closely this game, how good he is with the ball at his feet. He's really, really good at bringing it out from midfield and sort of driving forward. And you can see the confidence his teammates have in him. Just by the way, he, he will demand the ball and he'll get it re relatively regularly from Ozil and Mkhitaryan, his more experienced and talented teammates. And I think that's a sign just of how capable he is and what a great prospect he is for the future. So it was a mistake. He's still clearly, clearly, clearly got a long way to go. Um, and hopefully this will be maybe a bit of a lesson to him that even though we won the game 5-1, uh, he can't really afford to be careless on the edge of his own area. And he played very well in the second half, so his head didn't go down. He didn't let it, didn't let it cow his uh, naturally attacking ability. Um, so yeah, trying to think of anything else that was relevant of that game. Lacazette, 
scoring a free kick to make it 5-1. I mean, I've watched Arsenal warm up and, you know, like at all football grounds, they do those sort of free kick drills. It was a really, really nice goal. I've never seen him do it before. Um, I've no idea where he ranks in the pecking order. I always assumed Ozil would be taking ones like that. But, I mean, credit to him. It was a really, really great free kick. And um, the Arsenal assistant manager on the touchline actually, quite interestingly, made signals to the Wolves to do what they ended up doing, which is move out of the way or duck down and peel out of the wall. So clearly it's something they've been working on. I don't know specifically with Lacazette, but it might be something interesting to keep an eye on in the future. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much all the important stuff from Bournemouth taken away. Um, yeah, on to, on to the North London derby, which will be an interesting game, especially off the top of the loss. Lol, obviously, I kind of have to say lol. I can't say anything else, I guess. I don't know. It's the internet. I think you have to laugh at your rivals losing now, apparently. That's a rule. Although it's kind of hard not to laugh at Trippier's own goal. Finishing it in an unerring, or with unerring similarity to how Henri used to tuck away so many goals of his for Arsenal. Uh, for what it's worth, I think that was Yuris's fault. And I also think he could have done better on the Pedro goal shouldn't have been beaten so easily through his legs anyway Arsenal against Tottenham this weekend how do I think Arsenal will line up I think we'll line up with a back five I doubt Ozil will play I'm pretty sure he'll be on the bench and I think now we shouldn't be surprised by that I think he's this is the start of the reintegration of Ozil into Arsenal's side. So, yeah, I think he'll be on the bench for sure. Uh, I think I'd be surprised if Lacazette didn't start. Very surprised indeed, given that uh, we then have to play again midweek. So, it's likely, in my mind, that Aubameyang will get a rest. I think it, I think it might be... I think we might go back to the tradition in quotes in these bigger games we've had except against Chelsea where we go to the back five and then we have a partnership of Xhaka and Torreira as the holding two in midfield probably with Iwobi out on the left I mean I would say Mkhitaryan out on the right but he's been playing he's been playing a lot of minutes I know he was subbed for Denis Suarez against Bournemouth, but he's been playing a lot of minutes. So perhaps that right wing spot is slightly open for for debate. And perhaps that's the one spot I'm unsure about, but I think Iwobi will come back in. I think Lacazette will definitely come back in. I think the defence will probably stay as it is. I know Lichsteiner is facing a late fitness test, but he could come back. But he hasn't been performing well is a wing back and he's got absolutely no legs at all so the thought of Kimming Son running up against him is really quite terrifying so perhaps Corporal Jenkinson as he's known the footballing Labrador will continue this unprecedented run of two starts in a row 
Um, what do I think about the game? I'm nervous, obviously. You always are nervous ahead of the derby. Tottenham really, really aren't on the best of form. So I suppose that really plays into our hands. But I mean, they've got players of just such immense individual quality in Son, Kane and Ericsson, who, especially Kane, he doesn't really even need to be in any form, let alone the best of form, in order to produce moments of great quality. I mean, you saw the strike he hit against Burnley, which was just unbelievable, unerring power, dip, quality. He's a very, very dangerous striker, and he loves to score in a North London derby. He loves to score in a North London derby, and we are certainly very, very charitable with chances. I'm not sure necessarily if the form of Tottenham is going to make me think Arsenal can win. In fact, no, it's not going to make me think Arsenal can win. If you gave me a draw now, I would definitely take it. Although the fact that three points puts us just the one point behind Spurs is a huge, huge carrot for this Arsenal side. I don't think I don't think that will change Emery's game plan. I still think he will set up to be solid which could mean Monreal might start a left wing back, but I'd still suspect Kalasinac, given his final third output and the link he has with Iwobi, I would still expect Kalasinac to start. I think it will be a similar approach to the game to we saw way, 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 way back uh, early in the season with um, being a little bit more conservative away from home against the big sides. Obviously against Liverpool, game plan was a little bit all over the place and injuries, etc. sort of negated what happened there. If you look back to how Arsenal played against Man City, even though we lost 2-0 at home uh, on the opening day of the season and then the defeat, which I believe my preview I believe in my preview, I got the score correct for that. My only other episode, um, both those matches, I actually think Arsenal equipped themselves relatively well at times. So I wouldn't be surprised if this was a more defensive-minded performance, for sure. So I think maybe Emery will go there with a mind to taking a draw. But obviously, you can never really say that out in the press. But I think he will be aware of the fact that four points from two matches from two league matches against Tottenham uh, is a pretty good return and I'd be very happy with that I think most Arsenal fans would have taken that at the start of the season so just to run over what I expect the lineup to be I think it will be a 5-2-3 uh, I think Maitland-Niles who is only suffering from illness could come back perhaps in that right wing back spot. So it will either be Maitland-Niles or Jenkinson on the right of the defence. Koscielny, Socrates and Monreal is the back three. That's what I would play with Kolasinac at left wing back. I would have a midfield two of Xhaka and Torreira. Uh, we haven't seen much from them as a partnership recently due to both of them perhaps suffering a bit with fatigue, but I would expect them both to start this game. 
And then front three of the Wobi, Mkhitaryan and Lacazette playing down the middle. I suppose the one avenue of change there could be maybe if Emery is trying to manage Mkhitaryan's minutes and Maitland-Niles is fully fit, he perhaps could play on the right as he did against Liverpool. And actually, I thought he played really well in that game. So that could be something to keep an eye on. Perhaps Maitland-Niles playing as a right winger that uh, that could be a thing that could be a possibility so yeah um overall i'm perhaps more confident than i should be after all tottenham haven't had a good week arsenal have had a very good week so what is my prediction i am going to predict lots of goals that always are in the north london derby arsenal can't really defend so I think it will be two all. I think it's going to be two all. Score draw for sure. And I'm not just saying that because it rhymes. I'm saying that because I think it will happen. Okay, thanks for listening to another episode of Adam in Audio or whatever I end up deciding to title this intermittent interruption into your earlobes. Uh, share it around. Follow me on Twitter at 35who. Adam P is my name. Uh, yeah, share it around. Review it. I think it's available on all the podcast platforms now. Um, yeah, sorry it's a bit late in the day. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Let me know if you have. If you haven't enjoyed it, I mean, don't let me know. Constructive criticism would be acceptable i suppose and if you didn't like it send it to someone that you really really dislike send it as a passive aggressive middle finger digital middle finger that should be my tagline adam in audio the digital middle finger yeah perhaps not anyway um signing off for now and thanks very much for listening